Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You may be seated if you can. And I want to thank the Lord for allowing us to be here today. It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I said it is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. We could be at other places. Amen. But thank God that you have a hunger for the word of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Amen. And I understand that uh, you have valuable time. And that's why uh, we want to bring to you the word of God. Because you could be somewhere else right now. but And that's why we, we want to study, help you to understand what God is saying. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. I just appreciate... Um, all the leaders, amen, everyone that works very diligently and hard, amen, I thank God for that, amen, today we installed Brother Lionel and Sister Myra as pastors of the uh, Spanish church today, amen, thank the Lord for that, amen, it's not to say that we are not going to be there, it's just to say that they can go to him. And uh, he'll be there. He'll be there to guide them and direct them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. Amen. The devil is a liar. <laughs> Amen. If you have your Bible, turn with me to First Kings chapter eighteen, and let's go to uh, verse forty-one. First Kings chapter eighteen, and let's go to verse forty-one. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, do you got it? Amen. If you don't got it, we'll wait for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Bible says, verse, uh, I'm sorry, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse uh, 41 says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, uh, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said unto the servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there is there arises a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, saith unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass, in the meanwhile, that the heavens were black, and the clouds and winds, and there was a great rain, and Ahab robe and went to Jezreel. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer and ask him to bless this preaching here today. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, we give you the honor, the glory. We ask you, Lord, to speak to us here today that your name may be uplifted. God, give us revelation. Give us uh, an insight to your word that your name may be uplifted. We ask you, Lord, to speak to us, Lord. Use your servant here in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. 
Amen. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today, I want to talk to you. We've been talking about dominion, uh, and um, we have been on the subject for the month, but it's talking now about the prophetic word and uh, you speaking the prophetic word now that you're in dominion. Uh, so I want you to understand that it is different for somebody that's in the Lord uh, because now you have authority and you have power. And um, the Lord is going to use you in a tremendous way uh, for his honor and for his glory. According to the scriptures, the Bible says uh, that once you get baptized and you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you have authority and you have power. Uh, you have dominion. You've got power. Dominion comes from the very beginning in Genesis 126 where he says, Let's make man in our image and let's, uh, let's let them have dominion over everything, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So there was dominion in the beginning, and then the Bible tells us that they fell. And when they fell and they sinned against God, that now the dominion was taken away from them. So uh, Jesus Christ came to the earth. He was born of a woman, came to the earth, and cruci got crucified and died for our sins so that you might have life and have it more in abundance. But not only did he come to give us life in abundance, he also came to give us dominion. And he came to give us authority and power. Turn to your neighbor and tell him power and authority. So when he came to give you power and authority, uh, he didn't only come to give you life, which we need life. Some of you, some of you were dead before. Can you say amen, church? But now you have life and have it in abundance. Amen. So I want you to understand that the Bible tells us that here, even though we have life, we have to learn how to live in that life and walk in that life. Can you say amen, church? The Bible says in Psalms 115 and verse 16 and 18, it says the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth is. He has given it to the children of men. And then he says, the dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from his time forth and forevermore. So the Bible's telling us that here, he says, uh, the earth, the heavens and the heavens is the Lord's, but the earth I'm going to give to man. So man has been given the authority and given the power and dominion on the earth, according to the scriptures. The scriptures tell us that you have dominion, you have power, and you got authority. And he says, the dead can't serve me. The dead can't even praise me because they're dead. And the ones that are silent can't praise me. So you're going to have to speak up and say something so that the Lord can hear you. Can you say amen, church? Come on, would you give them a five-second praise right there where you're at? Just the dead ones, don't give them praise. But the ones that are alive, would you give them praise right there so he can hear you and give God all the honor and all the glory? Come on, somebody. He said, the silent can't praise me. Come on, somebody, give them praise. It's all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So he says, 
that I want you to understand that here he gives the authority and the power to man, and he gives it to him to go ahead to speak and say what he used to say and start speaking what he used to speak. What Jesus was speaking when he was here on earth was life and authority. As a matter of fact, they couldn't even understand his comprehension or couldn't understand what he was saying. There was a man that was Nicodemus. His name was Nicodemus in John, and he couldn't comprehend, but he was a religious man. And the Bible says that he was a religious man, but couldn't comprehend what he was saying, so much so that Jesus told him, look, you say you're a ruler, but yet you don't know what I'm talking about. How in the world can I talk, you, talk to you about heavenly things if you don't understand the earthly things? So here you have to understand that when you start to come to the Lord, it's a different language. You start coming into the kingdom of God, you've got to start walking and talking like you're in the kingdom of God. You've got to start looking at it differently because you're not the same. You've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. You're in a different level. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're in a different level. You ain't in the same level you used to be before. Now you came up now and God is taking you up. He's, he took you out and he's bringing you up and bringing you to something greater and powerful that you have ever seen in your life before. So turn to your neighbor and tell him, act like it. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness unto his marvelous light. It says, Which in times past were not a people, but now are now the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So the Bible says, wait a minute, I was lost and confused and heaven to a devil's hell, but now I have been changed, I've been converted, God has opened up my eyes, and now I can see what God is trying to do because the Bible says a carnal mind can't understand the spiritual things. I wish I had, I wish I had a witness in the house that knows that you're in a different level you're in a different area in your life. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us this. He tells in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 6, he says, But God, which is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were yet dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ by the grace are saved. And has risen up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I understand that sometimes you don't feel like you're sitting in heavenly places. Turn to your name and tell them, I understand. I understand sometimes you feel like you're sitting in the only chair and everybody's looking at you like the awkward ball. Can you say amen, church? Like something is wrong with you. There's, I don't understand it. I can't comprehend it. I don't know what I'm doing here. Sometimes you feel a certain way. And that's why sometimes you don't feel like you're sitting in heavenly places. Because you can't go by the feeling or the emotion. You got to go by the word of God that tells you that you've been called out of darkness. And now you're into his marvelous light. 
You can't go by that feeling and that emotion that makes you feel like you can't do it no more or sickness has dominion over you or confusion has dominion over you. You got to speak to it sometimes and say, devil, you're a liar. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world because I got something inside of me that's greater than out there in the world. So the Bible tells us that sometimes you don't, those you're supposed to sit in heavenly places, sometimes you don't feel like you're sitting in heavenly places. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? Does anybody ever feel like that? You feel like you're not sitting in heavenly places. Sometimes you sit in confusion and sadness and depression. And you sit in so much anxiety and fear and everything else. When God is saying, look, I got your seat already in heavenly places. I need you to get out of this section and get into this section. I need you to go ahead and become what you need to become. And I need you to walk in the newness of Christ and become the power that God has in you. The Bible tells us that here Elijah goes and tells Ahab, Ahab, I need you to, to get ready because there's abundance of rain that's coming. And when the Bible tells us that he tells them this, all of a sudden he says, wait a minute, uh, I don't comprehend it because there's no clouds in the sky. Sometimes you're gonna, you have to speak some stuff into existence. That's why the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So then the more that you start speaking it and the more you start saying it, then it starts coming to pass. This is why when you always speak and say you're tired, you get more tired. I wish I had a witness in the house. That way when you speak and you say you're confused, you get more confused. I wish I had a witness in the house. The Bible's telling us that when you start speaking life and you start speaking certain things, then all of a sudden you become what you speak. And if you can say you can do it, then you can do it. If you say, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me, then you're going to do what you're saying it because you're already professing it and you're saying it out loud. Scientists, scientists will even tell you, amen, that if you speak to a plant a certain way, you put music, hard rock, or you put nice... Uh, uh, nice music, uh, but Mozart, you put all these other, and, and they'll, it'll respond to the music, to the sound. And this is one of the things that you need to understand that it is not even a spiritual thing that they're showing you. They're, in their way, they're telling you, however you speak to it, it's going to go ahead and cause. God is already telling you that death and life are in the power of the tongue. He said it a long time ago. They're just showing you in the natural what you need to do. And you need to start speaking it and saying, when your husband is not doing well, you need to start speaking it and say, I know he's going to be a man of God and God's going to use him for, him for God's honor and God's glory. I wish I had some sisters that believe that here today. 
He's going to be a minister. He's going to be a teacher. He's going to be used of God like God's honor and glory. Pastor, he's drinking right now. That's all right. Prophetically, you're already speaking it and you're already saying it. And it's already going to come to pass. Right now, you might not see nothing, but it's going to come to pass because you're speaking it and you're saying it. This is one of the reasons why he came to Ahab and told him, get ready, get ready, because I'm about to bless you. I'm about, God's about to bless. There was a famine in the land, and this is why it was rare to Ahab, because he said, man, I don't see any rain. As a matter of fact, I don't even see no clouds. I don't even see the substance of faith. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Faith, the Bible says that here you've got to have evidence but the Bible says faith is the evidence. The Bible says that faith is the evidence. The guy goes out there and doesn't see anything and he still don't got no faith. So if he ain't got no faith, he's not have no faith in the word. He has no faith in what he's saying. He has no faith saying, I don't see anything. And then he said, go back again, and you're going to see that cloud that's the size of a man's hand. And then the moment he's seen that, then he said, okay, now I understand what he's saying. Because what he said, when now he professed it, and he said it. And when he said it, God is responding to what he said. What God is responding to what he said is because you have dominion and you got power and you got to go ahead and God responds to what you say. Oh, I wish I had somebody that understood. That's why, he's, that's why he told Peter, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He said, whatever you start to speak, whenever you say certain things, it's going to come to pass. That's why he said, ask anything in my name, believing, and I'll do it. Somebody got to believe it. I said, somebody got to believe it here today. The Bible tells us this. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. It says, that is written... I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believeth, even God, who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they are, they were, who against hope believeth in all, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So the Bible's telling us that he's already speaking to him the future and telling him what he needs to be the father of many nations. He's not speaking to him after the fact. He's speaking to him before the fact. So I want you to understand that when the Bible tells us that here you start to speak it, you have to start saying it in prophetic. When you start to speak it, you got to start believing it. This is one of the reasons why he told him, get ready for the rain. He wasn't looking at the cloud of a man's hand. He was looking at the abundance of rain that was coming already. That's why he told him, don't let the abundance of rain stop you. Don't let the little cloud stop you. That's not what he said. He said, don't let the abundance of rain stop you because the leader is already up ahead. 
a man that's a leader, a woman that's a leader is already looking up ahead. They ain't in the here and now going with the emotions of here and now. They're up ahead over there. They're next year. They're in the following year. They're in two years. They're in five years. They're saying, man, I got to get ready now for the blessings that are coming up ahead. I got to get ready for the Lord to do something great in my life. He told Ahab, Ahab, get ready, get ready because the Lord is about to bless you right now and the rain is about to come down because I'm telling you it's going to come down. You got to speak it. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you got to speak it. The moment that you begin to speak, the moment that God starts to do something in your life, when you start speaking that God is powerful and almighty and you're not confused and you're not sad and you're not depressed and you say, I have, I have a destiny, I have a direction, I have a purpose in my life. When you get up and you start speaking to yourself, then you start using what God has given you, which is the power of the Holy Ghost. And that God is not on the sidelines crying, amen, and worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. God is saying, come on, speak it to it and change the atmosphere and change your house and change everything around it. Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 says, But when they delivered you up, take no thought on how or what you shall speak, for it shall, shall be given to you in the same hour of what you shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. I wish I had somebody that understood what that scripture is saying. He's saying when you start to speak, then the things start to happen. Oh, come on, somebody. He didn't say it was working outside of you. He said it's working inside of you, but you just got to let it out and speak it so that it will start working on the outside what's already on the inside. Can you say amen, church? He says this, take no thought on what you shall speak, for if you be given in that same hour what you shall speak, for not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. So the Bible is saying that God will speak through you, but you just got to let him speak through you. You got to be a vessel of letting him speak through you. If you're going to pay more attention to the confusion and to the sadness and to the fear and to the depression, then you ain't being a vessel of letting God speak to you. Amen. And start speaking the word of God and speaking life and saying, I am a child of the king. I'm blessed today. God's going to bless me. God's going to open the door for me. God's going to move in my life. God is going to do something great. Amen. I am not going to be the same from this day forward. If you start speaking, God's going about to move and God's about to do something in your life when you start to speak it. Words are powerful. Turn to your neighbor and tell them words are powerful. This is one of the reasons why a king, when back in the Old, Old Testament and in the New Amen. When a king declares something, he declares it, and it is the law. When he says it, it's a declaration. It is authority. It is a kingdom principle of when the king speaks, it come to pass. 
Nobody else can say anything. Nobody else can come against him when the king says something. That's one of the reasons why King Herod, when, he, when his daughter danced for him, she said, I want, he told me, dance for me, and I'll go ahead and give you anything you want. And the Bible says, after she danced, he said, I want the head of John the Baptist. He said, you ask a hard thing. I like the guy. Because he told her already it was a decree. And he said, okay, whatever you do, whatever, when after you dance, you ask me anything, it's already done. So he didn't say, just in case you ask this, or he put a clause in there and said, wait a minute, just in case you ask that, or just don't ask for this and don't ask for that. He said, ask what you're going to ask, and I'll give it to you. And this is why when she asked for his head, he couldn't go back on his word. Because he's the king. Let me break this down. God can't go back on his word because he is sovereign. So when he says, I will forgive your sin, he's not telling you that he's going to forgive your sin. He's telling himself because he already told himself that he's going to forgive your sin. Because if he didn't say it, he wouldn't forgive your sin. Because he is a God of righteousness, a God of just, and a God that holds his word. So his word is so powerful that it will block your sin from himself. So I want you to understand that when a king says something, it is prophetic. It is something that's going to come to pass. So this is one of the reasons why you have kingdom principles when you start to speak the kingdom word. When you walk into the Bible says, except the man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So when you walk into the kingdom, you got to start speaking kingdom language. You got to talk kingdom language. You got to go ahead and walk kingdom language. This is why when Jesus went in from city to city, it was not being affected anymore because whatever he did and wherever he stepped, and people were subject unto him and he wasn't subject unto them. Demons were subject unto him. People around him were subject. You got to start walking in authority in the power of God of what God has called you for. Amen. God is not a weakling and he doesn't want his children to be weaklings also. Amen. This is why he gave you the power of the Holy Ghost. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Judea, in Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the earth. You got to start speaking to yourself. I am a child of the King. I am powerful. I am walking in the newness of Christ. I'm going to become something great in the glory of God. Amen. I might have sinned yesterday or last week, but I'm not going to sin today. I wish I had a witness in the house that knows what I'm talking about here today. Come on, give him a five second praise right there where you're at. Come on, would you give him a five second praise right there where you're at? Somebody got to speak it. Come on, come on, it's all right. Give him a five second praise right there where you're at, people. Right there, right there, give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God a round of applause. Hallelujah. 
You may be seated. That's why, you, that's why even psychologists tell you you got to speak to your children. Not speak to some, like some of you do. Get crazy and start telling them they're dumb and everything else. You want to speak to them and tell them you're a child of the king. You can do anything you want to do. You can become a doctor. You can become a lawyer. Just because you weren't a doctor doesn't mean they can't be a doctor. Just because you weren't a preacher doesn't mean they can't be a preacher. Just because they weren't a pastor doesn't mean they can't be a pastor. I wish I had somebody that understood what I'm talking about. You got to declare it. There's a decree that goes out, and you got to start saying it by faith. I am a woman of God. God's going to use me for his honor, for his glory. I'm going to give Bible studies to people. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to go to a woman's home and teach them. I wish I had somebody that believed that here today. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, get ready. The Bible tells us that here, Elijah tells him, and he tells him, go. Go get ready for the blessings. He goes out and he sees, comes back and says, I don't see nothing. Sometimes you're not going to see anything. But God is moving in your life. You're not going to be able to see anything. God, tell me what's going on. Tell me what's happening. Tell me what's happening here. It's like doubting Thomas when God shows himself. And he says, I'm not going to believe it until I stick my fingers in, the thor- in, the, in his holes, in his body. He said, I'm not going to believe it. And then the Lord shows up and says, go ahead, Thomas. Do what you have to do. And the Bible tells us that here, when the Lord starts to go ahead and speak, you, you have to start speaking to what is going on in your life. That's why it's so difficult for some of you because you speak so negative and you speak the negative things that are happening. I don't know if it's going to happen and I don't understand what's going to take place and I don't know what's going to happen here. And I, it's so confusing. It's so hard. It's so difficult. Why don't you start speaking life into the situation and see how God is going to turn it completely around. How Elijah said, hey, go look for the rain and he goes out there and says there's nothing there i keep going back and keep going back and keep going back to the same thing because i know by faith god is about to do something and god is about to move in your life you got to start speaking it by faith that's why i believe that elijah had so much confidence in god confidence so much confidence in the lord because he knew the power of his god and he knew that god that once he spoke it it's coming to pass that's why he went to the to the ones the bell prophets and he said okay he started mocking them and telling them hey let's do a challenge I want my God to go ahead and I want the sacrifice on there and I want him to consume it. But if your God is real, then I want your God to consume the the sacrifice. And the Bible says they did sacrifices all day long and they started cutting themselves and crying out and beating themselves and everything else. And their God never came. Let me tell you something. You need to have confidence in the Lord and faith in God to say, hey, my God's going to answer. And I don't care what you say and how you say it. Somebody got to have confidence and faith in God to say, I believe that God can do it. 
Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I believe God can do it. And then all of a sudden the Bible says that he calls upon the Lord and the Lord consumes it in a second. You got to understand that Elijah had so much confidence in the Lord that what, what Elijah would say, what he would speak, it'll come to pass. That's why when he went to the brook and he was waiting at the brook, he went, he, the next assignment, the first assignment was go to the brook. And I want you to wait at the brook and the, you go ahead and drink the water there. And the birds, the ravens will come and bring food to you. Doesn't make any logic. Doesn't make any kind of logic. I don't know anyone here that birds come to your backyard and drop you off bread. If you do, let me know. We will patent that thing and make millions of dollars. But it doesn't make any logic, any sense. So he stays, he goes to the assignment. You need an assignment in your life. You can't just be going and wandering from place to place and thinking that this is God's will. It's not God's will. You need an assignment. I wish I had somebody that understood. You need to be assigned something in order for God to do something in your life. You need a purpose in your life. So the Bible tells us that here, uh, the Bible says that here you go from one place to the next. And here he tells him, uh, Elijah goes and he goes to the, the next assignment for Elijah was the widow woman. If you can be faithful in the little ones, then God will bless you in the bigger ones. <laughs> Elijah, I need to see whether you're obedient. Go to the brook, wait for the birds to bring you food. And then right after it dries up, I got another assignment for you. And the assignment is that you're about to do a miracle. And you're going to speak it and you're going to say it to the widow woman. I literally believe that Elijah could have said, jump up three times, four times. And then go and cook it and then come back. And the Lord would have honored it. He said, listen, go and make cakes first. Bring it to me. Then the Lord's going to bless you. It was not the Lord that told him to do it. He's the one that said, God assigned me to you, and I'm about to bring some blessings, and I'm professing it right now, and I'm going to prophesy it right now in the name of Jesus. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look like you got enough. It doesn't look like what's going on around you. But he started professing it, and he started prophesying. He said, go make me one. By the time you get back, you're going to be making all kinds of them all over the place. You're going to open up a bakery, and you're going to have it for everybody around the place turn to your neighbor and tell him just be obedient just be obedient the Bible tells us that here he goes and he tells Ahab go seven times now you, you gotta let's, let's look at this because if somebody's you go and look at it and you see it's not there some of us would only take about four or five steps after the first time looking at it and take four or five steps towards it and then come back and turn around and say, it's not there. Because you already know that it's not there. But Elijah told him, I need you to go back seven times. And I want you to go back and continue to go back. And see, you got to be faithful when nobody is looking. 
When nobody is looking, that's when you got to be faithful with everything that's happening in your life. He said, go back seven times. And all of a sudden now he goes back seven times. And the seventh one, he says, oh man, I see a small cloud the size of a man's hand. And I know that now Elijah, he's for real. He's a genuine. He's the one. Amen. I know God's about to move because he's the man of God. And God's about to move in his life. And he's about to move in my life. I got to get ready. I got to get ready. Some of us just need a little bit. And then we got more faith than we can handle. Some of us just need just a little mustard seed. I just need a little mustard seed and God's about to open the door for me and God's about to do something great some of you need more than a mustard seed but I'm here to speak to the ones that just need a mustard seed here today you can't do it with the ones that just think it's a routine and a regular service it's not going to happen we're in service again, right after the preaching, they sing a song, go to altar call, pick up the offering, that's when I walk out, that's when I go to the restroom. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You can't get a miracle when you have it down in a routine already. You can't have it routine down. You can't. A religious person can't be uh, can be affected by the power of God that moves in a tremendous way. Because a religious person say, "Come on, Pastor, hurry up, cause I gotta go eat. I gotta go get this. I gotta hurry up and do that. I gotta get this. I gotta go talk to my family. I gotta do this." I wish I had somebody that was being moved by the Spirit of the Lord and said, "Whatever happens, happens. If God wants to drag me to the altar, I'm running to the altar and let God do what He has to do in my life." Because God says, God has a decree. See, the Bible tells us that he gives it to you. According to the scriptures, John 15, John chapter 15, verse 7 says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Oh, wow. Some of you don't believe that. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I think you, you need to read it one more time so you understand. He said, if you abide in me and I in you, you can ask what you shall and it's going to come to pass because it's a decree. I'm telling you, if you follow in my principles, and that's follow me in the kingdom of God, I'm about to bless you and open up the door for you because you're following me, and that's a principle in the kingdom. Amen. God said, you ask anything in my name believing, I'll do it. I'll open the door. I don't care how difficult it is. I don't care if the judge is looking at you, and he's saying you're going to spend a lot of time in prison. The devil is a liar. I don't care if the doctor's looking at you and saying, you're going to be sick for the rest of your life. The devil is a liar. I'm here to tell you that God has the last word here today. (laughs) 
Doesn't matter if he comes and tells you this will be the last day you walk. The, the devil is a liar. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I wish I had somebody that would believe the word instead of their condition. I wish I had somebody that would believe the word of God instead of their condition. Pastor ain't got no money right now. Don't believe your condition. Believe the word of God. You got to believe what God is saying in the house. You got to speak it by faith. That's why you got to speak. That's why it's so powerful when, when Paul tells us, edify one another. Speak to one another in faith. Speaking, showing. Okay, you fail. Come on, get back up. Move forward. You messed up. All right, fine, great. Clean it up. Let's go. Keep moving forward. I don't need you wallowing in the sorrow and being there. You just need to go ahead and get back up. Though you fall seven times, you shall arise seven times. I need you to get back up. I need you to keep moving forward. I need you to keep going, man. The devil is a liar. This is one of the reasons why the enemy comes to try to kill, steal, and destroy your relationship between you and God. Because you got to learn how to stand. Because what you speak, you have to believe it. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you got to believe your own words. Some of you say something, you just try to manipulate the situation around the city. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Not this church, the other church. You got to start speaking it and then start establishing it that that's what I said and that's what I'm going to do with the help of the Almighty God. The pastor, uh, the brother sent, pastor sent out one, one brother with five families. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's powerful to start a work, my pastor. Then he sent out another brother to, to do a church. The church was already there. He already had like 30 people. I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's great. Started praying, asking the Lord, Lord, show me what you want me to do. He said, okay, I want you to start pastoring. So I go to my pastor and tell them, uh, I need a, the Lord show me I got a pastor. He said, okay, uh, where do you want to go? I said, well, I don't know. Uh, let me pray about it. I prayed about it. He said, okay. Uh, I said, Pacoima. Hey, Amen. Don't know where Pacoima is. Don't know the location. Don't know the valley. Don't know where it's at. I just know where the Lord showed me Pacoima. That's it. I don't know anybody in Pacoima. I have no relatives in Pacoima. I don't know nobody in Pacoima. Amen. I have never even heard of the word Pacoima. And then I tell the pastor, Pastor Pacoima. He says, okay, go look for a place. So I start looking and I, start, I find one. He says, okay, go ahead and go. And I'm like, okay. Is anyone coming?
He said, brother, the Lord's calling you. <laughs> so let me see if I got this right. The other brother's got five families. The other one got 30 families. And I'm, all right, praise the Lord. So I said, that's it. I got to go. Let's go. So I already seen Pacoima already filled. This, ain't, this is not even the vision that I had. You don't understand. I got a vision of a thousand on top and three thousand on the bottom. I got a vision where God is going to take us to the next level with the help of the Lord. And we got to become the men of God that God wants us to be. You got to start speaking it. You got to start saying it. And you got to start verbalizing it. You got to prophetically say it. Because you got to believe in your God. Elijah comes and he believes in his God, though he can't see it. He believes in his God. And he believes in the word of God. And this is why he's pro prophetic and speaks it the way he speaks it. You have that same authority. I wish I had a witness in the house. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you got it. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you got it. You got that same authority. You got that same power. You got that same authority. and You got that same dominion. You got everything that God wants to do in your life. You got to start speaking it by faith. Uh, somebody got to start believing it. My husband's going to be a man of God. My wife is going to be a woman of God. My child is going to be a preacher. My, my daughter is going to be a woman of God. Uh, I wish I had somebody that believed it and had faith that God will take you to the next level. Come on, would you give them a 10-second praise right there where you're at? Praise them for your family. Praise them for your father. Praise them for your mother. Praise them for your sister. Praise them for everything that's around you. Start giving God the praise and the worship. Come on, she's a sinner, but she's coming. He's a sinner, but she's, he's coming. Come on, it's all right. You know, when you say amen, it's almost a confirmation of you receiving the pro 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 prophetic word that I speak. So when I speak it and you say amen, you're, you're saying, God, I receive that prophetic word right here, right now. I wish I had somebody... That's why you ain't supposed to be silent or not say anything. You're supposed to be in agreement. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. If they agree on one thing, it shall come to pass. This is one of the reasons why when you start to speak, it's so powerful. You're not supposed to tell your son he's dumb or he's, he's an idiot. You're supposed to tell him you're a man of God. 
God's going to do something in your life. I'm supposed to tell your wife that she's dumb or she's stupid. Brother, you chose her. What does that say about you? Lord, have mercy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? I wish I had somebody. You got to start speaking and saying, baby, you're beautiful. You're awesome. You're great. You're wonderful. You're amazing. There is something great about you. There's not another one. I wish I had somebody that would start speaking faith and start prophesying. Repeat after me. I am a child of the king. God is going to change my life. I will not be the same from this day forward. I'm going to let God do what he has to do in my heart, in my mind, and in my soul. In the name of Jesus. Come on, how many believe that here today? That was a prophetic word already saying it, that God is about to change it. And today, you're not going to be the same from this day forward. God's about to change your heart, change your mind. Come on, give him a 10-second praise right there where you're at. Come on, praise him for the change that's coming. Your husband's coming. Your wife is coming. Praise him. Praise him for your son coming, for your daughter coming, for your wife coming. Praise him for your husband coming. Come on, somebody got to speak prophetic words. Somebody's already speaking prophetic words about your brother, about your sister, about your father, about your mother. Somebody's already speaking prophetic words right under the, their breath right now. You're speaking it already and saying they're going to come. They're going to be a woman of God. They're going to be a man of God. They're going to do something for God's honor and glory. Sometimes you got to speak faith for the ones that don't have faith. Elijah spoke to the one that didn't have faith. I see it already. Do you know when you start declaring it, people are oblivious to it before you declare it? But when you start declaring it, people start looking for it. Come on, somebody. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You start declaring that people start looking. Man, what, what are you talking about? What are you looking at? The, the king comes to Jesus and tells him, are you saying you're a king? He says, you spoke it, you said it. My kingdom is not of this world. Says, Whoa. Where's his kingdom at? Starts to look, takes him to a different level, different area of his life. Because you got to speak what God has already put inside of you. I don't know what the judge is going to say. I don't understand. Can't comprehend it. God didn't tell you to worry about it. 
As a matter of fact, he told you the opposite. Why worry about it? You can't add another inch to the cubic of how big you are already. He says you can't even worry. Why worry about all of that? He said, you got to start having faith and believing that God can do it. And you that are faithless, you got to say, God, help my unbelief. Help my faith. I need to help it. That son was sick and that son, that son was messed up and demon possessed. And he said, he went straight to the father and the father said, Father, Jesus, help my unbelief. Help me to have faith that I can believe, that you can heal, that you can deliver, that you can set free. Some people need their faith back. You need your faith to come back to you. You need the joy of your salvation to come back to you. Come on, somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? You need salvation. You need the joy of your salvation. Don't bring it as a religious thing. You can't get touched if you're religious. You can't see the power of God if you're religious. You need to understand what God is doing in your life. Come on, come on. Let's all stand right there where you're at. Listen to me. When you start speaking the word of God, it's because God is hearing you. And you start prophetically saying it. This is why I go to every service, what services we go to. And I start speaking and tell you today, God's going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. And when I speak, God honors that word. I wish I had somebody that understood. This is why I say what I say. And when I say it, because God honors what you say. He honors it so much that he even tells you, be careful who you say praise the Lord to. Some of you didn't even know that was in the Bible. He says, be careful who you say praise the Lord to. God bless you. Amen. He says, be careful who you say amen to. God bless you. He says, because your words alone are going to bless that person. just be throwing your God bless you's all over the place can you say amen church God bless you God bless you man you, you got some you got some authority and some power behind all of that and you when you he even tells you be careful you say God bless you because they could be going and getting drugs you say God bless you God bless you with the drugs Come on, somebody now start speaking life into it and say, hey, I don't care where you're at, what you're doing. God's about to bless you. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God's going to deliver you. God's going to set you free. You don't have to live in a miserable life. You don't have to live confused and sad and depressed. You don't got to live this. You don't got to live that. The devil's a liar. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You need to start acting like you got God inside of you. 